All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Project Warman podcast with me, Connor Warman. My guest today is Bailey Williams. Bailey is New Jersey born and raised. She enlisted in the Navy right after high school as a hospital corpsman and then further specialized in laboratory science and became a laboratory technician for the Navy where she served for five years. Bailey got out in 2019 and moved back to New Jersey where she got a job at a local hospital as a lab tech. While in the Navy, Bailey competed in a handful of bodybuilding competitions between 2014 and 2018. Bailey then found CrossFit in August of 2019 and has been doing it and loving it ever since. I had the privilege of participating in the Big Fish Foundation fundraiser with her, and it was cool to hear about the event from her perspective because her and I didn't cross paths a ton during the event, so it was cool to kind of see and hear about her experience and, and how it went for her. Anyway... Bailey and I dive into CrossFit, the Big Fish event, her time in the Navy, and a whole lot more. Now, without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, Bailey. How's it going? Hey, Connor. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Um, you know, just trying to recover from uh, surgery. Yeah, how's, how's <laughs> Not that having going? a lot of fun right now. No? It's good. It's good. <laughs> Could be better. <laughs> yeah. How how much longer do you have in that thing? Um, so I have I have the follow up on Monday, so we'll see what she says. But good news is um I got my sling off after only ten days, which was that which is big. Um uh, my when she took my when she originally took my sling off, um my mobility was crap. My range of motion was like way behind what she was uh anticipating it to be. So that was scary, but um, after only two weeks at PT, I'm only lacking ten degrees um, extension, which is huge after only three weeks of cert- or three weeks post op. Um, so, you know, we'll see what she says on Monday. Hopefully, I'll be able to get those brace off soon. <laughs> yeah, that stuff just seems like it just sucks. It, I mean, it does. <laughs> it does. You know what? It does because, especially because, like, um, fitness is such a big part of my life. So. Yeah. Just, just being able, you know, I've been doing nothing but walking except for the other day I went to the gym for the first time because I got cleared um, just to do only left, like everything with my left arm. Like mm-hmm. I can't touch anything with my right arm. So just doing Metcons with just like one dumbbell <clears throat> is all I'm allowed to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that gets annoying after a while. It, it does. And it's, it's, it, you know what it is? It's, I say like last Tuesday was like an example. Um, there was a strength portion that was programmed in, in the beginning and just watching everybody put up like big weights. And I'm just like, I was just walking on the treadmill because I can participate. That's, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah. But I love, I love to lift heavy. So yeah, like, that was just like hard to watch. And you've known you've had to get the surgery since March, you said. Yeah. So um, I had heard it. I had, <laughs> so I heard it back in March literally the day after the last open workout. Um, and I mean, I don't know if I told you, but I, you know, I did it, uh, rollerblading. So not, not a super oh. exciting way to, okay. yeah. Yeah. It had nothing to do with fitness, which was, um, you know, it's, it's embarrassing to say, but, it's you know, embarrassing. um, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like to tell that story. Yeah. I fell rollerblading and uh, tore my UCL. Um, but yeah, it happened right after the last open workout. And, um, uh, right after I, I, so when I initially heard it, I didn't know what happened, but I went to the emergency room the next day and I thought I fractured my arm and it was just, uh, there was no fracture. So I had to mm. go back a couple weeks later and, uh, to find out that I actually partially tore my UCL. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, 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 I'm sorry, yeah, what were you going to say? No, you go, go ahead. Um, uh, yeah, so that, um, that put me out of, I finally qualified for quarterfinals, uh, and I, that put me out of that. So, um, it was just like, it was a bummer. <laughs> yeah. And then you did the fundraiser in May. Yeah. When so, was that? May 14th? Mid May, something like that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, um, or the, how I got even affiliated with, uh, uh, big fish was through, um, um, DT, you know, uh, Dave goes to my box. Okay. And, I, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he came to me and was like, you know, I really feel like you should do this, you know, knowing that I'd um, had an elbow injury, but um, there was no way I could pass up that opportunity. And um, like I told you before, um, 
you know, if I, like, if I fucked it up more, there was, it didn't matter because I already had a surgery date. So I just had to pray that it didn't get worse throughout the 30 hours. Did it bother you at all? It did during the pull-ups. So the the pull-ups was the only thing, uh, I should say that my ortho, my orthopedic had no idea I was going to do this and I wasn't going to tell her. I wouldn't tell her. Um, I wouldn't tell her either. (laughs) There's no way. (laughs) No, no, because, um, really what she did not want me to do was any kind of pulling movement. So mm-hmm. what really hurt and not like terrible, terribly, but what bothered me was all the, was the pull-ups. Um, that was the biggest struggle because I hadn't, I hadn't done pull-ups since the open and, um, and no, and I know that that's what bugs it the most, mm-hmm. like, or the, the clean, the cleans were another thing that really, bothered it yeah but i had two great partners that were amazing at pull-ups, yeah so so that that definitely helped took some of the pressure off yeah yeah both uh carrie i think carrie ended up doing um all of i would them. do like yeah i would do like <laughs> sets of at first i was doing like sets of eight and then she'd do like a set of 20 and yeah. i would do like a set of five and then she'd finish it um dan was the same way so yeah it, right. it worked out in my i don't opinion. believe that i believe carrie i don't believe dan <laughs> no i swear i swear <laughs> to god yeah Actually, when I when it, when it came to me being partnered with Dan, I was already like, I was already spent. Spent yeah. my elbow was spent. I was mentally spent. So I was actually only doing sets of five, and he'd do like a set of like fifteen. I do another set of like three. Yeah, and then he do. <laughs> yeah, no, he he held his own. For I sure. I just remember uh, <laughs> watching Carrie. She just hop up on the pull bar every time, and I'd be like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, yeah, that was sets. yeah. That, that was crazy. That, that's something to be said about that. Like you think like, you know, you know, professional athlete, quote unquote, and you know, you see them on TV, but there's seeing it in person, like what she can do was absolutely insane. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's insane. And it's, it was, um, you know, really humbling. <laughs> it's like, this is what an actual CrossFit athlete is, yeah. is like, and, you know, it was cool. And it it's really cool. and it's not like a workout with like five rounds of like say twenty five pull ups every round. Like that's impressive. But like the fact she was doing it like an hour, whatever hour she was doing it in was pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. Well yeah, I and mean, I think um uh the I forget how many rounds it was in total, but me and her got to that set of thirty uh power cleans at the end. I don't know how many rounds you had to do before you had to do thirty power cleans. Um with the um the luggage jug. Um, but we did a lot of rounds mm. around that track. Yeah. So that, I can't even imagine how many pull-ups that would have been yeah. for her. <laughs> a lot of, yeah. 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 That's right. It adds up very fast, especially in that event. Especially when she was probably doing at least 35. Of them. <laughs> like 30. <laughs> yeah. Right. She's used to it though. She's fine. She's fine. Absolutely. She had a smile on her face the entire time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was, that was <laughs> impressive too. Yeah. So impressive. Yeah. 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 So we'll come back to all that, um, but you're a, you're a Navy gal, right? Yep. Navy and gal. <laughs> you said you went into the Navy when you were 18. Correct. Right out of high school. Yeah. I had nothing, no other plan. <laughs> was that like, like I have nothing to do. I'm going to do this, or was that like a thing you like thought about it like growing up? No. Yeah, that's exactly it. Honestly, I really had no idea. Well, I, obviously, I, I made my decision when I was a junior in high school, um, but. I had a few friends that were a grade ahead of me that like two, like two friends that um, went into the Navy, like I said, a, a grade ahead of me. And they, they were trying to, ever since they were in, they were trying to like get me like, Hey, like this is a good option. Um, I know you have no other plan. Um, come to find out that like, so how it worked, I don't know if it's the same for every branch, but um, for the Navy, at least if you get two other people to join or three, to join before you leave boot camp, you'll leave boot camp like two pay grades higher. So it's almost like a referral thing. Okay. So, so she referred me to her recruiter who like found me and talked me into it. And it was like, this kind of like a trap. Mm. And uh, <laughs> that's why I just, it was definitely a trap, but um, yeah. So uh, join or like um, joined my junior year of high school. And then I was in like that it, it's called um Actually, I don't even remember what it's called, but it was like a program that gets you ready. It's like a pre-military program that you're in and it helps you get you ready um, for uh, to go in, you know. So by the time I graduated high school, I had left August, 
that same year. To go nice. Home. And yeah. like, what did you want to do when you went in there? Did you have any idea at first or just kind of was going for yeah, it? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so when I, when you go through, um, so you, when you go to MEPS, which is, um, like a medical screen. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah so it's like the medical screening. You go, you go and do your medical screening. Um, well, actually before that, I should say you, you take an, what's called an ASVAB and it's kind of like a placement. It's like, it's a, like a big, it's like a big test. And it, it reminds me of like an SAT. Oh, sounds terrible. Yeah. So they, but they need to, so they need to understand like, like how, I guess, how smart are you? Because mm. if you, if you score a certain score, at least for the Navy, um, you can qualify to become what's called a nuke. And it's like one of the highest pay rates or highest paying rates in the Navy. And um, those, those are where the smartest people go. Where, um, where do so the dumbest find- people go? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Uh, probably like just like um, uh, probably like a boats a boatsman's mate. Ugh, I don't know. I'd be headed there. <laughs> like a general, <laughs> like a general navy sailor. Oh, all I right. Just, that sounds. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so yeah, you take that test, and based on your score, you um, you're, you're given a list of jobs that you qualify for. Okay. And uh, one that popped up for me, which is something that I was kind of eyeballing because both my friends were though were, went in to become that is a hospital corpsman, which is the medic of the Navy. And I've always wanted, I've always been interested in um, the medical field, so that was like a done deal for me. Oh, so before that, you had thought about like a career in like medical stuff. Yeah, like nurse, EMT route, like yeah. any kind of. I was definitely because my mom was a nurse, um, my aunt was a nurse lots of medical medical people in my family mm-hmm. <laughs> so definitely flag an interest because yeah. i just enjoy helping people and like yeah what makes you want to do that i'm just always interested in people uh, who want to do that um it's it's literally i i think i come from a background that that truly just enjoys helping others whether that be like um you know mentally physically everything i just i i'm i feel like like one one like quality i could describe myself as like it's like a like a giver. Like I, I love, I find pure joy in like helping others get where they need to be or for medical, just, you know, help yeah. and help wise, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Just how long were you in the Navy for? Five years. Um, so that I was, I only signed up for one enlistment and my, so my contract when I, when I signed up was a five-year contract, uh, active duty. And then, I think it was like three years inactive reserves. So technically I think I'd be still be like, if, if there's like a world crisis, like right now I would be called in. Yeah. Mm, possibly. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. It's like a world war, world war. Oh, that would be terrible. The world would be over. Yep. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so just talking about your experience in the Navy, like how was the experience for you? Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed parts of it, right? Okay. So there was, there, there was definitely there's. I knew quite quickly that I it wasn't going to be a career for me. Um, there was things like there's big parts of my personality that just didn't mesh well with military life. Um, I'd say within like the first year, I I definitely realized that I was probably going to want to get out at my the end of my enlistment. Um, and like I said, for the biggest reasons was because, um, obviously with the military, you you have, you're, you're being told what to do, when to do it, what you like, what you can and can't wear, you know, obviously all the tattoos that I have wouldn't, wouldn't jive. Yeah. Um, you have a few. I, there's just a lot of things that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, just a few, um, you know, yeah, you couldn't wear your hair a certain way. Um, you know, there's just, there's just a lot of things and, you know, you, like talking back was a, was a big issue. So, you know, there's just little things that I knew that, um, too many rules. Yeah. There's you know, too many rules. And that, that was, I'm just, I'm mostly kidding about that. That really wasn't the, the biggest reason. The biggest reason for me was, um, for the Navy, you have, in order to advance, you have to take an exam and I'm not sure if you knew this already, but, um, yes, when you're in the Navy, you have to take a test in order to advance into the next pay grade in order to get paid more. And even if you score well um, with that exam, you're still, it's still, you're still, um, you're still kind of left at the mercy of like a group of 
higher ups to decide who will advance. And the way I described it was like a popularity contest. Um, so for me, or so they, they wanted like extracurriculars. They wanted, um, you know, uh, like how, like how, how are you uh, helping out the community around? Like just all these extra things. It didn't matter how good you were at your job. There was just so much more that went into it. And, you know, needless to say, I was stuck at the same pay grade for my entire contract and was getting paid very little. And I just realized that I would be able to get paid doing what I did a lot more on the civilian side. So that was like ultimately what, uh, uh, that's ultimately what ran me away from the military is what it came down to. Gotcha. So then you got out and you just went right into something that you were doing already in the military. Exactly. Yeah. Like the same yeah, exact so, thing or. Yep. So the Navy sent me to school to become a laboratory technician. Okay. Um, and I did that. I did that for three, the last three years of my service, I was at a clinic in uh, Patuxent River, Maryland, and spent that entire time just uh, working in a lab. And yeah, when I transitioned out, it transitioned perfectly. I applied to my local hospital when I moved home and um, got the same job doing the mm -hmm. same thing. Like, yeah, it, it worked out. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm interested because this is going to sound really bad, me saying this, but like, being a nurse <laughs> okay. and what you do, like with all the like bullshit and nonsense that you have to deal with, like, is it worth the like the good you feel from doing good? Because you said you like to like help people, but I just feel like there's so much like nonsense you have to deal with all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I can't speak to. Um, so what I do is very different than like nurse. So like I can't speak to like what nurses go through a lot of shit, and I could never. So that actually, funny that you bring that up because when I was going through like when I was learning to become a general corpsman before I went to lab school. I was doing the job of like a, like a regular nurse and mm. realized quickly that I could never, I could never do it. Like what they do is insane. Like, like, like cleaning patients and giving them sponge baths. And oh. just, I always like, definitely not for me. Um, but that's why another thing that kind of pushed me towards being okay with becoming a lab tech, because you're helping patients without mm. actually having to like, be there and like interact if that makes sense because gotcha. we're kind of behind yeah. the scenes i don't know if you are you aware with what a lab tech is or i'm not um okay so i have so no like idea what I, what I do <laughs> okay so what i do um is you know like when you get your blood drawn right yeah okay so mm -hmm. like the two those tubes of blood mm -hmm. come to us oh and we're the people behind the scenes testing them for whatever test your doctor mm. ordered so we're, we're, we're providing your doctor with lab results, if that makes sense. Gotcha. I thought they just looked at it and they could tell right away. No. No, no yeah. No, I got to give them those results and tell them what's wrong with it. Yeah, gotcha. So, so we're kind of like, we're kind of like the the overlooked superheroes of the hospital. That's what mm. they like to refer to. Gotcha. No, that, that actually sounds interesting. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. Yeah, nerd. People forget about us. Yeah, because you're just in the back. You're not like the face that people yep. see. Yeah, but nurses exactly. just nurses just annoy me with their questions. I hate their questions. Yeah, I always feel like I'm being true. interrogated. Like, it's like yeah. I'm getting in trouble for something. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, do you drink? How often do you drink? Why? Why do you care? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, another thing that we do is I do the blood drawing. So okay. I'm like a big, big fan of the sounds super weird but like veins love veins oh wow okay it's like <laughs> yeah the so opposite like, of most people um, yeah <laughs> i mean it's a cool skill to have to be able to draw blood yeah because like most Do people I don't like blood no i i mean i don't like getting it done to me but i like oh really so it doesn't it bother you like just your it just like other people's blood doesn't bother you no no <laughs> but that feeling of you no. having it drawn bothers you yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't like getting stabbed. <laughs> I'd say most doing people fall in that camp. Yeah, <laughs> doing the stabbing. I mean, that's different. <laughs> yeah. So you started as a lab tech. Is that what you still do, or do you do something else now? Yeah, currently still a lab tech. I, I like I said, I work at my new my uh, local hospital here in, in uh, Newton, New Jersey, and uh, I I'm working part time right now because I'm in school currently trying to get my bachelor's okay. so I, I'm only working three days a week at the, at the hospital okay. until I'm done with that and like are the hours for that crazy and like just stupid or not bad 
definitely stupid, but definitely, I mean, I wouldn't say crazy, but definitely stupid. Um, our sh- it's hospital shifts. Yeah. So okay. you can either work. Yeah. You can either work six to two, two to 10 or 10 to six. Jeez. And I, I work two to 10. Okay. Yeah. 2 a.m. or 2 p.m.? Uh, 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Okay. That's yeah. normal-ish. Yeah. Two- I mean, it, it is, but like, I mean, you got to just get everything done in the morning. Yeah. 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 2 a.m. to 10 would be terrible. Ugh. Oh, no. That, yeah. That would be awful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. is kind of mm-hmm. sucks too. If you, yeah. Unless you enjoy staying up all night. Mm-hmm. Which some people do, I guess. But then it just flips your whole day upside down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do it. I, I have to, I pick up that shift often, actually, because I would rather do that shift than wake up at, you know, 4 a.m. to go to, to go to work at 6 a.m. So, mm. um, yeah, but it definitely screws, screws with your head yeah. a ton. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about your journey to CrossFit. How did you end up finding CrossFit and like what kind of stuff were you doing before? Okay, so, I mean, fitness has been a, a big part of my life since I want to say probably like my junior year of high school, like right before I went to the Navy, um, I had found a friend whose girlfriend did bodybuilding competitions, like, like bikini competitions. And, uh, I started training with them and she, she was like, you should do, um, a figure competition. And I was like, all right, like, let's, let's do it. So I quickly became like, like, obsessed with fitness so to speak and training for that and i did my first bodybuilding show uh right after right after my right after graduation right right after i graduated high school so i think it was like like june uh 2014 um yeah and fell in love with that sport pretty quickly um and um i did a couple more shows when i was in the military um i think like two more and uh uh, quickly, quickly realized how obsessive it, it made me and, uh, dropped that sport after, I think, I think I dropped it in like 2018. Hmm. Yeah. So and, uh, can I stop I, here real quick? Like, what was your yeah. fate? What was your favorite part of doing that? And then what was your least favorite part of doing that? Uh, my least favorite part obviously was not eating, <laughs> not yeah, like, so terrible. um, <laughs> it was it really it was, it was terrible and I, I i it you have to have you know what it is you have to have a certain personality to be able mm. to like separate the separate your on season from off season and by on season i mean like you're in prep mode and you're getting ready for competition you're shredded you're eating very little because right after you do a show you quickly start putting weight back on and it could really mess with your mind if you don't if you're like if you if for me I I'll just use obviously my experience for example I quickly I I quickly became like kind of down on myself like when I would finish a show because start gaining weight back my abs disappeared everything mm. was like um you know it was like a downward spiral spiral of like uh you know self esteem gotcha. and um it was very un- it was a very unhealthy mindset uh, and that's why I didn't enjoy it yeah but what I did love- mm. go ahead. I'm sorry no go ahead uh uh what i what i did like about it though was it taught me every single piece of every single commitment trait that i have was built off of that sport i was never once committed to anything or or like having drive or whatever so that definitely installed that quality in me and i i definitely give that a lot of credit for that that part of it yeah and was that transition from off season to like in season like that had to be really hard right like when you flip the switch and you're like now i'm gonna cut weight yeah, no, that was really hard because, well, I'd say, I'd say when I was in the military, it wasn't as hard because I was already like restricted to a lot of things I was doing. And, mm. I, you know, I'd say it would be harder if I tried to do a competition now because um, I've already backed off of like a lot of like obsessive eating, you know, habits. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have a lot of friends that like to barbecue and drink and have a good time. So yeah. but when I was in the military, I really didn't have a lot of friends that like to drink and mm-hmm. party. So. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. yeah. Um, was it that, was, it was, it was, a different... was like, was the eating, was that ever like a problem for you? Like, was that, cause it just seems like it's very easy to get caught in like the, like you said, the mindset, like it takes a special or like different kind of person, but like just to get, it seems like it'd be really easy to get caught up in like that mindset of like, I just don't want to eat. 
yeah no yeah because my like for me like i said it was that that it was hard to distinguish between what's healthy Mm. and what's only what's only meant to be on stage for a day like Mm. in my mind i didn't think i was healthy unless i had a six-pack which it has nothing to do with that right you know you're meant to be shredded and lean for one day at or you know however competitions you do in a year only for that day Mm -hmm. and then you you need especially as a female you need to gain that weight back because um if you didn't like especially as being a female like i said it messes with your hormones having your calories cut that low nothing works Mm. um i won't go into detail but like the the female body just stops working the way Mm -hmm. it's supposed to and it could be very unhealthy if you if you stay at that percent of leanness as a female because we're not meant to be that lean Mm -hmm. Um, so, so as I would transfer from in season back to off season and seeing my body start gaining that weight back, I would automatically associate that now with being unhealthy because I didn't look shredded all the time. Yeah. It was hard. It was very hard. And a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that that's meant for like that moment on stage and like, that's Mm -hmm. it. Like, yeah. And I've seen that. It's, that's how, uh, uh, eating disorders um start and like i said there's there's some competitors that do it you know at the pro level and they have mastered those two mindsets and they could turn it off and on Hmm. and you know they 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 sort of embrace their off-season body they love themselves in that point of their life but then they also love themselves in the on season like they they can distinguish that but if you're if you're a person that gets caught up in um sort of the uh the lack of self-esteem portion of gaining that weight back then that's when it becomes a toxic you know a toxic um environment for for those people that um can't turn that switch off yeah no for sure and yeah it's just yeah it just seems like it's it'd be very easy to get go down <laughs> that road you know for a lot yeah of that, i was i was yeah i was stuck in that rabbit hole for a while mm. and honestly i'm still i'm still tracking my macros so part of me is still not healed from that portion mm. of my life yeah it's yeah. hard like if you ever looked a certain way it becomes hard when you don't look that way to be okay with it, it takes a long time yeah you know because you'll look back and be like oh that's yeah. what i used to look like like it just it becomes a priority and if you make it mm-hmm. if you make it too much like a priority in life it just it can be like you said it can be very toxic and a very dangerous road to go down because if you start defining yourself by how you look it's not good. It yeah yeah, and I remember I remember going to like family occasions, and even when I wasn't prepping for shows, I just wouldn't I mm. wouldn't eat. I would bring my own food. I wouldn't yeah. eat the good food. Like it just it just completely consumed my life, mm. and um, I I quickly realized that that was an issue, and that is actually what um, turned me uh, to like I, I'll I'll say cross training. Mm. Um, at first, cause I really still didn't know what CrossFit was, but I started training differently, um, and more like, like, uh, like hit style workouts and mm. quickly fell in love with that. Yeah. Like my, my last year of the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 There's just, um, yeah, there's just a lot, like a lot more to a person than how they look, <laughs> but it's very easy mm-hmm. to get caught up in like defining yourself or defining other people solely based off what they look like, you know? good or bad yeah because it's like absolutely it's like looks looks fade like you don't mm -hmm. look the same your whole life you know so if like if you ever just go solely based off how you look or like the kind of shape you're in like it's just not a good not a good way to go no yeah yeah for for sure like my um my, my weight has fluctuated like my lightest i was on stage was like sub 130 and i'm i'm five six so that's like pretty tidy for for somebody that's five six um and then i think my heaviest was like 160 so like my weight fluctuated and it was like it was tough and i would have to drop like that 30 pounds again and Mm. go back on stage and then gain it all back and it was it was just all all over the place and it was definitely not healthy and um um it says a lot about like body composition too because um i've i have realized though that when i would gain all that weight back when i was bodybuilding my one I weigh 155 now. My 155 now looks very different than the 155 back then. Um, and I, that, that comes from like, obviously like muscle maturity and gaining a lot more muscle since then. But, um, 
yeah so i definitely feel a lot more at peace with this weight yeah. now mm-hmm. than i did back then. yeah one of the yeah. coolest things is like with crossfit is it makes people realize that you don't have to obsess over like whatever you're doing whatever splits you're doing this body but like this whatever back and buys this day like yeah. intensity is the key Boring. and it's like and you can eat a lot of like whole good food and like look great all the time it's not something you exactly. have to turn on and yeah. off you don't have to i mean you can adjust things like if you want to get stronger but it's like you don't have to do these big highs and lows of weight and just like it's, it's just it's like the only way that i know of where you for the most part like just can just stay fit all the time like good looking all the time yeah you know exactly yeah so um when i when i got out of the military uh i i had found i reached out to a friend that i that i knew from when i was little and she had done she was doing crossfit and i followed her on instagram and i should start by saying that i thought crossfit was bananas when i (laughs) when i like like every like every time i've ever seen i was like this this shit is ridiculous like y'all are like flinging yourselves around these pull-up bars like those aren't real pull-ups you know, I was definitely one of those people. Yeah. Um, but then like, but then, like I said, I got into like hit workouts and very similar CrossFit style workouts and, uh, reached out to that friend and was like, Hey, um, I just got out of the military and would love to try out, um, you know, the gym that you go to. And, uh, you know, that was, I think in like August, 2019 and, uh, in, like, in, I remember like instantly re- like realizing that this is exactly where I was meant to be. Like, it was like um, I was. I felt at home with the with the with the workouts, with the people, the community. I just instantly felt so much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like a breath of fresh air for sure. Yeah, um, that's amazing. And those moments are so cool when someone walks in for the first time and just kind of like falls in love with it. Those are some of the it, coolest it was, moments. It was instant. Yeah. And uh, it's it's even funnier because I remember this, and this was just fundamentals, like. Um, you know, like the owner of the gym was just teaching me how to do all the basic movements and teaching me how to do pull-ups and, you know, uh, kipping pull-ups versus butterfly pull, you know, all that stuff. And, um, I remember doing, she was teaching me how to do kipping pull-ups and that day I, like my hands were completely dripping in blood. I I ripped (laughs) off every callus. Like I have have a picture of it. It was nasty. Like the worst, (laughs) the worst calluses, like like torn like i've ever seen and um that i still wanted to come back i was like i still still this is still what i want to do (laughs) like i remember taking a shower that night and i was like oh my god this this is terrible yeah and i ripped my hands i think every time i touched the pull-up bar for like probably like six months Mm -hmm. and still wanted to do it (laughs) like geez am i gonna bleed every time i go back to that place i'm in yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't know how how it started with you, like when you first started CrossFit, but um, I really didn't think my hands were ever gonna stop ripping, and mm. I was like, oh my, God, I don't know if I could, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, is this normal? Yeah, I, I can't remember anything like that, but I just remember, like you said, being very resistant to it and being like, no, that's stupid. Like, I don't want to do that. But then starting and being like, okay, yeah, this is pretty awesome. And then like, it kind of hooked me in right away because it was different every day. You know, it's kind of like expect yeah. the unexpected and like no two days were the same. And it was just like, I was like, oh, this is like really cool. I have to be ready for everything and anything. And to me that, that yeah, I, yeah. I really like stuff like that. So. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed that too. And definitely having everything set out for you. Like my thing was I, I hated, even when I was bodybuilding, hated spending like endless hours in the gym. It just drove me nuts. I felt mm. like my whole day was over. And yeah. I love the fact that crossfit you're in and out in an hour and like and you, and everything's laid out it's foolproof everything you need to know is on the whiteboard and that's it you don't yeah. have to think about anything mm-hmm. it's great love it love and it. that's what so many people love about it especially like just like parents and people with kids and stuff it's like hey this is like the one hour of the day where i can come in and not think about anything and just mm-hmm. tell me what to do and i'll do it and like just a mental break in a different way because mentally it is challenging and you know yeah. but like in a different way just like hey i'm not going to think about anything i'm just going to go exactly that's pretty cool how did you find crossfit connor um that's good that's not i don't know why i said that's a good question i always say that um <laughs> it's pretty simple uh my parents were doing it i was in college 
And again, I was like super resistant. I was like, this is stupid. I don't want to do this. And then finally I was like, yeah, all right, I'll go. And then tried it out. Went with my dad one morning at five o'clock in the morning and just fell in love with it, you know, but it was, it was the CrossFit. Yeah. It was the workouts. Yeah. But it was the people for sure who kept me coming back because he's got a really tight and like cool group of guys and girls that go at that time. Cause like 5 AM, like when you're going that time, those people are there every day cause they have to be there. It's not like, Oh, am I going to go to eight 30 today? Or am I going to go to 4 PM? It's like, no, 5 AM is the only time. Yeah. So you just already like have a special kind of person who's doing that and just a really yeah, good group sure. of people. So in competitive and I like that. It's fun. And that's what kept me coming back. Yeah, I, I, don't, I couldn't even imagine doing CrossFit that way. <laughs> I <laughs> can tell you right now, I, I'm not a 5 there. Probably yeah. will never be. But Maybe. Um, I would never say never. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, never say that. I guess if I if I, had, if I was put in a situation where, I, again, if I had to, like you said, I would because I would never give up CrossFit for just because I couldn't go to the evening class. But I definitely prefer evening workouts mm-hmm. because I, I definitely enjoy I'm, – well, I'm sure, like, my body would adapt, Yeah. like, right – but um, I definitely feel like I could obviously lift heavier in the evening. I mean, sure, everybody's the same way. And I, yeah. Um, lift, lifting heavy is what brings me joy. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. And yeah, what, what keeps you coming back for more? I mean, you started in 2019, so about three years into it. What keeps you coming back? Um, what keeps me coming back? Oh, it's, it's the community. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it was uh, um, you, if you ask a non-CrossFitter um, about CrossFit, they think CrossFit's a cult. And I laugh, but it's kind of true. I mean, we're all um, like-minded individuals, you know, um, doing the same thing or whatever. But um, there's the, the community is literally like nothing I've ever experienced. And and if I had to ex- compare it to one thing, it's the thing that I was missing when I left the military. And le- when I left the military, I felt completely lost and I wasn't a part of anything. And I got into like a really kind of like a depressive state of mind, not having that community part of my life anymore. And um, I've quickly found that um, that community is in CrossFit. It's in my box. And um, not only is that a community now, like the people there, they're, they're my family. Like I could, I, I put them right up there with my, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister. I have a very tight group of friends now that I wouldn't have if I didn't start CrossFit. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I'd say CrossFit saved my life in a lot of ways, a lot of ways for sure. Yeah, yeah. What do you, What do you mean by that when you say CrossFit saved my life? In a lot of ways. Um, so, like I said, I, I I mean, so there's something that I've I've battled with for a long time has been um, I've I've had anxiety and like depression being my entire life, um, and I think um that it kind of heightened a lot in the military, um, but one thing that kind of helped um was feeling like i was a part of something else like something bigger than myself and leaving the military i like i like i said i i got into like a super low dark headspace i guess so to speak and um i i I felt alone in a lot of ways um just something that it's really hard to describe but um and then joining a crossfit gym becoming quickly integrated into a community and this 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 has a lot I'll, i'm gonna segue but it has a lot to do with this uh story but um i remember my first like within my first month of doing crossfit this <laughs> um i had like the worst case of bicep tendonitis from uh not climbing a rope properly i was just using like all arms okay. and um to the point where I couldn't straight out, straighten out my arm. It was just, it was, it was severe. Anyway, I went to the hospital and they had to, they told me, you know, you can't go to the gym for like a week or whatever. Um, but, uh, this was the first time I've ever had, um, somebody. So my, the owner of my gym, Melissa, she had texted me personally and was, Hey, like, was like, Hey, you haven't been to class. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. And I have never been a part of a gym, right? Cause I've been to Globo gyms and whatever. Nobody, nobody knows you. Nobody cares really to an extent of where you are to have the owner of the gym reach out to me and be like, Hey, are you okay? I've noticed that you haven't came to class. Like that was huge. Um, 
I was like, wow, like these people, they care. Like I'm, they, they know when I'm not there and I only just started. So like that meant a lot and a lot, you know, and that, and that's just like a small, a small story, but like, there's obviously countless numbers of times where, um, where I felt like, um, lo- loved by that community. Hmm. And, uh, very grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. It, yeah. I feel like it always comes back down to the community and like, we just keep bringing it up, but it, it does, mm-hmm. it definitely adds something to it that other things can't offer, Yeah, you know, and it's really yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like I said, um, I have a, a very small group of friends that, um, that I would, I, I would have, um, if they weren't for them, I don't know where I would be because, um, they've they've been the glue to holding me together since I've moved back and uh like I said I met them there and uh look forward to seeing them every day when I go to when I go to class yeah for sure the only thing I do feel bad for is you have to see DT all the time (laughs) that is that's very true you know you know but he's always doing his own thing never he's too cool for classes oh really he's that kind of guy yeah he's like he's like that guy that like what a loser like (laughs) I know right he comes out like odd hours that like you know but during the open gym and he does this little programming and um you know very very occasionally will he grace his presence in a class wow. and participate. I'm, I'm disappointed in him now i'm gonna have to talk to him about that <laughs> yeah 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 but i'll, I'll give, we'll give him credit i have jumped in on a few of his workouts before like i'll do i like because sometimes he'll go like sometimes i'll take the 9 a.m and then he'll come in at like 10 and start doing his own thing and i'll stay after and like jump in with in his in his whatever program night pro- programming that he does and uh, there's some good workouts that he's doing so no don't give him that credit <laughs> <laughs> don't yeah you could edit that, that out <laughs> <laughs> no just kidding dt he'll listen <laughs> and he'll kidding. text me right away yeah literally as soon as you, as soon as you hear connor <laughs> all right let's talk about the fundraiser let's go back to that it's interesting because you're like the you're one of the people that i like never cross paths with there so this is gonna be yeah. interesting perspective that i haven't heard or seen like, yeah yeah i, like thought, I, I think we said only three spoke... words to you yeah we've only one, spoke like once because i'm yeah because i'm generally afraid to talk to girls first off i'm just <laughs> kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> but no we kidding? just like never like I, yeah I, I don't know why we were never yeah, partners well, or anything like that or yeah yeah, well, I mean, we obviously we uh, you know it was a long thirty hours, and um, definitely was we were both pretty focused on the task. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we weren't we weren't partners, but yeah, I'll, all I remember is a uh, uh, well, you talking shit during the dice game. Whatever, <laughs> no, the dice game. The, oh. no, I don't. I'm I'm very humble. I don't ever talk shit. Oh yeah, I don't see. I feel like I've listened to your other podcasts, and I'm hearing different. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I continue. feel like there's got to be some truth to these stories. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> All right. The only truth saying? is right from the source, right here. Mm-hmm. It's the only truth you can believe. <laughs> okay, whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what were we, what were we talking about? Fundraiser. Fundraiser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, just um, you talked a little bit about how you got there, and um, you're like fuck this whatever shoulder thing or elbow whatever thing is shoulder right yeah my ucl i'm yeah. just gonna do it anyway what's the worst that could happen i'm already having surgery mm-hmm. um no, what were you thinking that. like did you really know what you're getting yourself into no no okay. <laughs> no so this okay. is the thing i remember so i remember what dt asked me to do it right and and out and this is something that i've struggled with for a long time and it's second guessing myself and i do it a lot during the open and i i don't know but anyway, and that's exactly, he knows that about me. And that's exactly why he's pushing me to do it. Um, Cause I, he, he's like, the, he's the one person. He, he, so DT's a good guy. And he's the one Whatever. person that I think. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Get, he's the one going, person sorry. that like, <laughs> well, like, no, he's like, he believes in me or whatever. And, uh-huh. um, and he was like, I need you to do this because I need, to, I need you to believe that you can do hard things and mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. Those, that little speech that he threw at me and, um, you know, and, I, and no, I had no idea what to expect. I know I I looked at a few YouTube videos. I looked at past fundraisers that, that went down and I looked at past diesel days and I knew that it'd be similar. Um, but uh, I had never done a long endurance event ever. And um, I, I mean, 
my endurance is okay, but I, I just, that's, it, it frightened me to think that, you know, I get, I get gas during like short workouts. Like I've never been a long AMRAP person. I've always been the short Metcon person mm. and that's the kind of workout I excel in. So I knew that it was going to be a struggle for me. Mm. Um, and I was definitely even more frightened because, um, <laughs> I remember, uh, when I was, you know, quote unquote selected or whatever, whatever. And, uh, we got a, a email from Tosh and Tosh had tagged the people or were CC'd the people, the other athletes or veterans that were going to be there. And I remember finding Mary on Instagram and, um, realizing what she did and she did like, you know, ultras or whatever. And I, and I Instagram stalked a few other people and I'm like, all these people are like super athletes. And I literally <laughs> am just a normal person. Hmm. Um, just that, you know, only has ever qualified for, you know, quarterfinals in, in, in CrossFit. Like I've never done anything super special when it comes to fitness, you know, besides like the small portion of bodybuilding. Like I just didn't think I was going to be cut out for it. So hmm. I was a little bit intimidated to say the least. Yeah. There's an added thing too. Cause like if you're doing it by yourself, it's one thing, but when you have a partner, yep. um, That's especially exactly something like it. the partners you had, um, yeah. <laughs> it can be a little intimidating and also you're like, Oh shit, I can't let this person down. And yeah. And I remember, I remember talking to DT. I was like, DT, I, I pray to God, I would, I'm, I'm not going to be partnered with Carrie. Like I, I, there's no way in hell that I could keep up with this girl. Like she's, she's one of the fittest Amer American females, you know, to ever grace, you know, the CrossFit games, um, arena. So like it's, but I'll tell you, you know, obviously for that first, first 15 hours, um, like you're aware, like the veterans got to pick the person that they wanted to be with. And I, I picked Carrie cause I was, you know what? Fuck it. Like, yeah, like yeah, I okay. want to be partnered. With yeah. 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 So being partnered with her was, uh, like I said, a crazy experience. <laughs> Loved every second of it though. Yeah. Is that something, because you said you didn't want to be partnered with her. Is that something you thought about in the moment or before? Yeah. Or were you like, it like, was, was in a, the moment. Like a game time, like, fuck it. Yeah. Because I thought, I thought they were, I thought he was just going to partner. Uh, I thought Tosh was just mm. going to partner us with somebody. I didn't gotcha. think we were going to get to choose. And I think what it came down to is I knew, I didn't know anybody else. I was like, I know who, I know who Carrie is. Um, and I know that she's one of the nicest human beings to, to ever you know, grace the planet. So like, you know, um, I was like, okay, so she might be intimidating to work out with, but she's at least a really nice person. And I really don't think that she would have been like let down or like whatever. And, uh, so yeah. And also like girl power, man, like we, power. we, we killed the first 15 hours. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she was, she was an awesome partner. She's just, she's like too nice. I, yeah. Tried talking yeah. shit to her once. And I was like, I can't do that again. I feel terrible. No, she, <laughs> she just, just put me in my just place. Smile back at you. We were on the true form, and I was like, All right, after this and the burpees, like, let's go. Let's see what you got. And she just smiled at me, laugh, and she's like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she, she did just, like fifty at like thirty-two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She just annihilates you with a smile on her face. That's what just got yeah. me every time. And like this girl, never, never not have a smile on her face. Mm -hmm. And I was dying like that. That first, towards the end of that first 15 hours, I hit the biggest wall. Hmm. The, like, the really? biggest. Like at midnight or whatever time that was? Yeah. Yeah. Like right before, right before the 15 hours ended, right before the hour um, break, I started. I, I definitely, like I said, I, I had no experience of this. I have no idea how to properly keep up with nutrition or hydration. I was like hurting, um, you know, had the blisters, had a my stomach started to do like, I thought, I thought I was going to see my food again. Like I was mm. just like going through, going through whatever. And, but you know, all excuses, like, like Tosh would say, like, yeah. like yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember he gave that speech right before we started the second 15 hours. And I felt like, I felt like it, was, it was a little bit directed at me. And I was like, I totally deserve it because I totally gave in to every single voice in my head. What'd he say? Um, I don't remember. Um, he literally was talking about how like 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 getting complacent and like on these breaks uh, and you're taking long breaks and you're <clears> complaining <throat> about your upset stomachs and your blisters and I was like yeah that's me and um um and you know he's just like saying how there's all excuses and you know don't give in 
Um, but by that point, I had already given in to every excuse I had. Um, and that's why, I don't know if you remember, but actually I did not, mm. during that hour break, I didn't do any laps. Mm. I, okay. I, and I regret that. I mm. regret that with every single bone in my body that, yeah. um, that I didn't, I feel like I did not give, um, that, that like, I didn't give that event my all by any means. And I, I have to live with that now. <laughs> Yeah, he it that's that's an interesting point and like it's cool. It's I mean, I knew he was gonna say that because he always does, but like if you want an excuse, you're always gonna find one. It's not hard, you know? Yeah. And like everyone can do more than they think they can, even if it's a little bit. It's like I'll find myself in like the CrossFit gym doing that all the time, being like, Oh, this hurts, I'm I'm hungry. That's my always one. I'm like, Why am I hungry right now? But you get distracted. Um <clears throat> but it's like I start thinking you start thinking like, Okay, why can't I do that right now? why can't I finish the set of pull-ups and walk right over to the bar and pick it up and go like, what's stopping me? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. so you fail a rep. Like at least you went up there and you just went for it and tried. It's like, otherwise you could just stand there and rest until you feel comfortable again and then go, you know? Right. Yeah. And that, well, that's, that's something that I can wholeheartedly admit is my biggest, biggest, um, my, my biggest, I want to say my biggest struggle, um, that's not the word I was looking for, but, um, the reason, another reason why I decided to go through with this fundraiser was because I knew in my head how badly I need to work on that because it, it has limited me in mm. so many parts of my life, not only in CrossFit, but with my career and lots mm. of other parts of my life. And that's uh, giving into that little voice in my head that tells me that I can't do something. Mm. And I, and I'm very much a person that comes up with all kinds of excuses. Um, and like I said, I could, I can admit that. And it's something that I've been working on. Um, and I thought that doing this fundraiser that I could try and, um, you know, combat that a little bit, Yeah. but it almost kind of, um, even showed me more how much more work I have to do with that. Because like I said, there was many points, um, not so much during the first 15 hours. Cause, uh, I feel like, um, I was, you know, I was still fresh and, yeah. you know, whatever, but like definitely into that second 15 hours when I was partnered with Dan, um, and when it was nighttime, and I was really starting to feel some sort of way. Um, and I really just, and it was really that fear of having to go through the luggage again, again because that event, that event was so fucking hard. <laughs> and that's, that's when I had, I went through the, that's when I really had the mental battle of like not wanting to do another lap. I really like, it's just, um, yeah, there's a lot of points. I feel like I let myself down. Mm. It's, it's upsetting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's I would love like- to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> The, uh, it's just like all the lessons learned just to just apply like in CrossFit too. It's like, you don't look at workouts the same, like the more stuff I've done with Tosh and the more I've learned from him, it's like, like all the same lessons apply. It's like now when I go into workouts at the gym, it's like, okay, I'm not as focused on what everyone else is doing first off. Cause it, it shouldn't be about that. It should never be about that. But it's like just making kind of like goals and contracts with yourself of like, okay, when I'm on the rower, it's not going below this pace. Boom. Mm-hmm. Decision made. When I get done with that, I'm going to go and I'm going to pick it up right away. I'm going to do two, ten, two, I'm going to do 15, whatever I do. I'm just yeah. going to do that. And just like the results speak for themselves. You just, you think better, you perform better and you just do more than you think you're capable of, which ultimately helps you become better as you go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do. I have noticed though that like so I did notice there was, like I said, in, in, during the fundraiser, there was points in which like, you know, I let myself down, but at, and, and also in, in another sense, I did feel like I excelled more than I thought I was going to be because I was partnered with somebody else. And I, I did have that fear of letting that person down. Um, and I had, I had another person that could, you know, pick up my slack to, so to speak, or, you yeah. know, help me out. Um, you know, when I asked for it or and, vice versa. Um, yeah, you did have Dan yeah. for the second 15 hours, so you have a lot <laughs> to carry there. Don't need to get into that. Oh, Dan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, I feel like had I had I been an individual event, I would have struggled so much more. Mm, um, okay. And I, <clears throat> I would, I would, I would definitely love to do a diesel day for that reason to really um, um, kind of tap into that 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 root issue that I had um, mentally because there was a lot of points where I wanted to give up um, during a few like um, 
I'd say, you know, I'd say when I was partnered with Dan, um, there, especially towards the end there, um, there was a time where he wanted to get a, a, a gold jug and I was fighting, I was fighting him for a lot of reasons because one, I was, you know, already checked out mentally and just was like to totally not like in, in the right headspace. But, um, he had finally talked me into, uh, to getting one and we had, uh, done, I think what you and, uh, DT were doing and like dropping your jug and then going back around and grabbing the gold and then bringing the book, bring them both across the finish line. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but after we did that and he talked me into that, um, like it, that definitely reboosted my confidence that, mm -hmm. you know, I, I could do it. Um, and I'd say like the highlight of that fundraiser hands down was, um, we had just came off a lap where we didn't finish it under 25 minutes. And, um, so he wanted to get another lap in before, uh, time expired for the entire event. And I was like, well, there's no way. And this is again, me, I'm recognizing it now, but again, it's me thinking I can't do something. I was like, Dan, there's no way I'm going to be able to finish this lap under 25 minutes. Like there's, there's no way he's like, well, we're going to, we're going to do it we're, mm. and we're going to try at least, you know? So again, it's that having that person like to push me and that's exactly what I need. And, um, you know, we actually ended up finishing our last lap way under time and um but i remember um he like there were so many points where i i was i was struggling and i was like he was he was talking in my ear and he was like come on bailey like we got this we got this we can do this um and it was exactly what i needed in that moment and um it, it's just a quality that i wish i had in myself and i wish i had i wish i had a um the voice in my head telling me myself that i could do stuff instead of having to have somebody else help because I feel yeah, like that's absolutely. what top athletes have, you know, that mm -hmm. ability to um, talk to themselves mid-workout. Like, you know, I'm sure like Tia, Tia Toomey probably has that. Like, you got this. Let's go. Don't fucking stop. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so that, sure. that's something that I, I wish that I, I had. And I'm, I feel like one day we'll have it. And I just got to work on it a little bit mm -hmm. more. Yeah. yeah. And then what are like a few or whatever of your takeaways or just kind of things you've taken from the fundraiser to now? Like, what are some of your big ones? Um, like Lisa, definitely things that the biggest takeaway is things that I need to work on, um, both mentally and a little bit physically. Um, and that's my mindset on things and my self-confidence and, um, telling myself I, I can't do things when, um, you know, just telling myself my, I can't is, 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 the limiting factor instead of just trying and, um, you know, being, being afraid of failure and being afraid of rejection, and being afraid of that. It's always been a huge issue in my life. So, and, um, so I feel like that's the biggest, um, takeaway, but also how much, uh, I miss that community. And, uh, I, 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 every day I wish that we were back and I would love to do it again because, uh, the day, even the day that we left, like I was, I was so upset. Like, like I, I, like I made I don't know, that, that Insta, that Instagram reflection video. And that was all like, so, uh, so real. So I, I never vulnerable like that. And it was true. Like the tears that I was crying were all happy because it was just an unbelievable experience in, in so many ways that I, it's hard to even put into words, like the feelings that you felt. I'm, I don't know if you felt it, but leaving that place and just the, that huge high that you had, um, when you were done and just having to go back to like regular life, it's just like, man. Yeah. It's always hard. It's always hard. Cause you, like you said, you're coming off that high. You're with awesome people. And like all of a sudden it ends and you're like, Oh, I didn't, I don't now want what? that. To end. <laughs> yeah. It's like, now what? Yeah. But, yeah. It's, yeah. It was, it was sad. It was yeah. sad. And I, like I said, I would, I would, I would, I would more than, I remember, I remember somebody asking me right after the event if I would do it again, and I was like, probably not. But now I, I like, once you think about it, I'm like, I would absolutely do that again. Uh -huh. I have so much, it's, it would be redemption for me because I have so many things that I left unturned, like so many stones left unturned that I feel like I have a lot of proof, a lot to prove to myself. And I would love to do it again. Uh -huh. If like, if, if not another fundraiser, then a diesel day for sure. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 You should. That'd be awesome. Yeah, for sure. Definitely going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, Any anything else from the fundraiser or anything? Like any other takeaways or? 
Mm. Yeah, that's about. Oh, besides the fact that, um, I mean, I mean, obviously, the just goes. Um, there's a lot to be said about you know the foundation itself. Like, I'm so happy that I was uh, that that I found that foundation or that foundation and uh and Tosh and you know I just met Tosh that day and I felt like uh, Tosh <laughs> Tosh is just like he reminds me of like like that like super knowledgeable um like just a super wise just like i don't even know he's just like the most wise person i've ever i've ever came across and like his his um uh i don't know i don't know he has he has a he just has a way of in installing information in your brain that like i've never i've never came across that and i'm i i'm just very thankful to have uh come across what uh his foundation and to see what he does in person and see how it's affecting, uh, you know, people and other veterans and how it's affected my life. Like, um, yeah, just, just super grateful. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Bailey, this was awesome. Thanks a lot for yeah. doing this. Of course. Of course. It's been a pleasure. Connor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you.